Hello and welcome to the Jeff Fuchs Podcast. The Super Bowl is in the books. The Buccaneers, 31-9. Tom Brady, God, he's just, can't even argue anymore. He's incredible. Possibly the greatest athlete in the history of team sports. I'm not going to compare him to, you know, there's certain, I think, Serena, Tiger, uh, Roger Federer. There's a couple guys that I'd still put in individual sports because when you're an individual, you're competing against a lot more than 30 other teams, 31 other teams, whatever it is Tom Brady's competing against. So I think individual accolades are certainly more impressive to me, but I think Tom Brady is now unequivocally the greatest athlete in the history of team sports. If you wanted to argue Gretzky, I'd listen, but those, those are the only two. Those are the two in my book that are pretty much insurmountable at this point. Well, we had some prop bets. Uh, our bet that we gave out on the game, our lock it in play of the week, was not a success. Uh, Chiefs minus three. They lost. Should have seen it coming. You know, it was three and zero. It was bound to happen at some point. But we did give out the under, which put us at five hundred for the playoffs. So uh, not too bad. Five hundred record, giving out. You know, picking every game. So that's not too bad. But we absolutely crushed it on our prop bets. If you follow me on my prop bets, you made a lot of money. So good on you. I wish I'd actually wagered this. All these wagers. You know, this was a fake bankroll. If I'd made all these wages, I'd be sitting on a nice chunk of change. But uh, let's go over what we bet. We bet Patrick Mahomes over 19 and a half rushing yards. Uh, that was a hit. Uh, that gives us $100 there. We bet 110 to win 100 We bet Leonard Fournette over 11 and a half rushing attempts and over 46 yards uh, for $50 each. Both of those hit. That puts us up 200 we put $200 for the last score to not be a TD. Uh, the last score was a 52-yard Ryan Suckup field goal. So that gives us another $320 there. So that puts us up 520 There was no uh, defensive or special teams touchdown. So we laid 320 to win 100 on that. So that puts us to 620 And that does it for our winners. Uh, everything else was a loser. Uh, Leonard Fournette did not score the first Bucks touchdown. Uh, not only did Kelsey not score the Chief, first Chiefs touchdown, nobody scored the Chiefs' first touchdown. And there was a turnover, which we bet, bet at plus 750, so that takes 300 of our 620 away. Still puts us plus 320 for the Super Bowl prop bets. We did pretty well, so pretty proud of that one. Wish I'd actually bet all of them. So speaking of gambling, I had an idea for a game, and I may do it multiple times. Uh... I wanted to record one for the podcast, but it's got three other participants, and I thought it. we've never had a guest on this podcast. So having three guests at the same time, none of whom have ever done a podcast, it might be a little dicey. So basically the game is uh, based on Super Bowl odds. So we're doing a snake-style draft, uh, picking teams based on their Super Bowl odds. So we're, we're picking who we think has the strongest odds for next year's Super Bowl. They've already released the odds. So just as a case of a, an example here, I think the Colts have the strongest odds at 25 to 1. So I think that they will win the Super Bowl more often than the 25 to 1 odds would suggest. So I think they present the best value. They would be my first pick. Uh, when we do this draft tomorrow, if they're available, they will be my first pick. So we're going to go snake draft style through all the teams. So everybody's going to end up with eight teams. Whichever team wins the Super Bowl, so if you have, say I have the Colts and they win the Super Bowl, I would get paid at 25 to 1 on a $10 bet by the other three participants. So I would win 750 bucks. I think it's going to be a fun game, a fun exercise. 
give us some some rooting interest uh, next season. Like I so said, we're all going to have eight teams, so it'll be uh, it'll be interesting. Somebody's going to win, and it's going to be fun. And it could get expensive. The Jaguars are 100 to 1. So, um, so basically, at the end of this podcast, I'm recording this Wednesday. So tomorrow night, I'll record the other half of this podcast, and I'll break down how the draft went, and I'll tell you what my picks are. And I'd really like to do this exercise again, live, well, not live, but recorded on the podcast. So we're going to see if I can get somebody uh, to go in on that with me. And should be a lot of fun. So we're going to take a uh, day-long break here, and I will be back tomorrow to <laughs> tell you how the draft went. Hopefully we end up with the Colts because, like I said, I think that's the, uh, the team to go with here. All right. Welcome back. We have just completed our four-man snake draft, uh, drafting teams to win the Super Bowl uh, for next season. Uh, the first overall pick went to my cousin Brandon. He grabbed the Rams at 12-1. to the Rams have put it all in for this season, trading for Matthew Stafford, so definitely not a bad pick for him. A uh, good chance for him to grab a cool 360 bucks if the Rams can win the Super Bowl. They're definitely up there with the favorites. Uh, they were in my top four also. I had them at third, so not a bad pick there. Um, the number two pick was myself. I grabbed the Indianapolis Colts as I laid out. I thought they, they were the team I was targeting. I would have taken them first overall if I had the first overall pick. As it was, I got them at number two. Pretty happy with that, a 25-1 to one. At those odds, I mean, seven hundred fifty bucks if they win a Super Bowl. That's you know, pretty pretty good odds for me there. Uh, number three, uh, J- Joe Senior, a buddy of mine, he grabbed the Chiefs, and then at number four, uh, Joe Junior, his son, who was our other participant, he grabbed the Bucks at number four. So those are my top four, also. So no surprises uh, in the first round there. Uh, d- doubling back in the second round. Uh, Joe Jr. picked again. Obviously, it's a snake draft, so he picks back-to-back to, uh, at the end of one round and the beginning of the next. He grabbed the Saints at number five. That was my t- – to me, I had them ranked a little lower. I think I had them ranked around 13. Just not sure who their quarterback's going to be. But at 18-1, to 1, you know, you got a solid roster there. Definitely not a bad pick. Uh, Joe Sr. grabbed the Packers at number six. Unfortunately for me, I was – Loading up to grab them with my next pick at number seven. Uh, as it was, I ended up with the Ravens at 12 to 1. Uh, not bad odds there. They're going to be the favorites in the North. They have a stacked roster. And getting them at 12 to 1 there, definitely not a bad deal. Um, the next team I was considering, the next team on my board, would have been the 49ers. And that is who my cousin Brandon grabbed here at number eight, uh, 16 to 1 loaded roster. You had to imagine that they're going to improve at the quarterback position somehow, um, either if that's with Garoppolo coming back or with grabbing somebody out of free agency or via a trade. So good pick for him there. So <laughs> this draft included three Cowboys fans, uh, Joe Sr., Joe Jr., and myself. Uh, my cousin Brandon is an Eagles fan. He's the only non-Cowboys fan. However, he uh, grabbed the Cowboys at number 9, 25-1. to 1. So he's more bullish on them than me. I had them ranked probably about 19th, something like that. I did not have them high up on my board. So I thought that was a little bit of a reach, but you know, I guess he figured he's drafting with three Cowboys fans. So he, if he wanted to get him, he had to make his move there. Not a terrible pick. Um, I came back at number ten and grabbed the Steelers at thirty to one. Listen, I know it's really easy to remember the last thing you saw, and the last thing we saw was was Ben Roethlisberger turning the ball over three times in the first quarter, falling down twenty-eight nothing to the Browns in a playoff game. Sure, this team is eleven and zero, and this team was flying high until they had some injuries on their defense. That defense is coming back healthy next year, and I really, really like their chances, especially at 30-1. to 1, I was really happy to grab the Steelers here. Uh, definitely feeling uh, no regrets about that one. Uh, Joe Sr. turned around and grabbed the Bills at 12-1 to 1 with his next pick. Uh, they were in the AFC Championship game this year. No reason to think that team can't improve. It's a pretty good pick, especially at number 11 there and at 12-1. to 1. 
they're not terrible odds. Uh, Joe Jr. grabbed the Seahawks at number 12, 22 to 1. That's a, another great pick for me. I would have taken them with my next pick uh, if it had gotten back to me. Definitely not looking likely there. I mean, I had them at number 11 on my board and they went number 12. So that's, you know, I can't have expected them to come back. I didn't. I was, you know, fingers crossed, but wasn't really expecting it to happen. Uh, he grabbed the Titans at the top of the next round at 25 to 1, number 13 there. And then at number 14. See, sorry, I lost my place here. Uh, Joe Senior grabbed the Cardinals at forty to one. Uh, Kyler Murray looking to improve next year. Uh, made that leap from year one to year two that you expect to see with a superstar quarterback. And now, you know, now it's all on him. He's he's got the pieces on offense. No more excuses. I just, for me, I, the reason that I had them lower on my board is the coach. I, Cliff Kingsbury is a terrible coach. And the same reason I had the Cowboys low on my board. The talent's there. The coaching is bad. Coaching matters. I look at the Super Bowl. You had two good coaches in the Super Bowl. Coaching matters and I don't think you can win with a coach like Kingsbury I don't think you can win with a coach like McCarthy so that's why I had both these teams still on my board that being said I grabbed the Chicago Bears at number 15 uh, just because hey if they get to Sean Watson these odds at 50 to 1 are insane this team has a loaded roster and if they can add Watson or even Wentz if you add either of those two guys to this team those odds are going to plummet you're going to be getting like 20 to 1 I'm getting them here at 50 to 1 uh, that's a $1,500 payout if, for me if they win the Super Bowl. I absolutely love those odds, so I grabbed them here at number 15. Uh, Brandon turned around and grabbed the Dolphins at 25-1 to 1 at number 16. Great pick for him there, uh, especially if they can, you know, another team uh, that is was my pick to land Deshaun Watson. And if they can land Deshaun Watson, those odds of 25-1 to 1 are probably going closer to like the 12-1 to 1 that you see with the Rams and the Ravens. So good pick by him there. At number 17, he really kicked me in the balls because I did not think anybody else was going to be as high on this team as I was. He grabbed the Patriots at 30-1 to 1 at number 17, and I was sitting there at number 18 ready to pick them, and I just had that, ah, shit moment because, man, did I want this team. Bill Belichick is coming back with a vengeance next year. If you think he's not, you're sorely mistaken. He watched Tom Brady win that Super Bowl. He's hearing, oh, see, it was Tom Brady. It wasn't Bill Belichick. He hears all that, and if you think he doesn't care, you're absolutely insane. That team... People forget. First of all, they they didn't have a they yes they had a terrible season in uh, by their standards, but by most team standards, it wasn't like a horrible horrible season. Where they go seven nine eight and eight, they had a lot of opt outs on that defense last year, and they have a ton of cap space coming up. This team is going to be a contender in that division again next year. And at thirty to one, great pick here for him. I was kicking myself for not. I should have took them instead of the Bears. Kicking myself for this one. Absolutely kicking myself for this one, but. As it was, uh, the Browns fell to me next at number 18. I wasn't upset with that pick. I now have a stranglehold in that division. Unless the Bengals can come out of nowhere and win it, which I doubt, I guess I'm going to have a home playoff game. I have three uh, three AFC North teams. I have the three that you want to have, too. So the Browns at 25-1 to for me at number 18 there. Was uh, you know happy to pick that up for sure. Uh, Joe Sr. then grabbed the Chargers at 30-1 to at number 19. If Justin Herbert can make the, the year two leap that everyone thinks he's going to, uh, that's definitely a, a solid pick there for him. Uh, the roster's there. I mean, that, again, the coaching has been the problem for them. They, you know, they fired their coach. Let's see if, see if they can make something happen there. Joe Jr. then grabbed the Vikings at number 20 at 40-1. to 1. I don't think any team with Kirk Cousins had a chance to win a Super Bowl, but you know what? 40 to 1, why not? You're get, getting to that point in the draft where there's not any good teams left, so you kind of got to just 
see what happens. I liked his pick at number 21 a lot better, though. Uh, the Washington football team at 66-1. to 1. Listen, you're getting a great payout, and this team's got a great roster. If they can somehow find a quarterback or if Taylor Heineke can even be their diamond in the rough like that they find out of nowhere, 66-1 to 1 odds are great with a defense like that. Uh, pretty good pick for him there. Was was going to get them if the, if it had got back to me, but obviously didn't. So uh, Joe Jun- uh, Joe Sr. Excuse me. Then grabbed the Raiders at twenty two uh, fifty to one odds there. If they can get Deshaun again, another you know if they can get a quarterback team, they they've got the pieces there. Fifty to one. Why not? You're sitting here at number twenty two. There's not a lot of good teams left. Uh, then up next was me at number twenty three. I grabbed the Falcons. I love this pick here at sixty six to one. Uh, between them and the football team, they were the two 66-1 teams. Uh, there was about five of them that I thought, you know, hey, they got an outside shot. The Falcons were in the Super Bowl with three, four years ago. Uh, they could definitely resurrect that offense, and you never know. Uh, that division might be a little worse with Tom Brady, another year old, or Drew Brees retired. That division might be up for grabs next year. So I grabbed the Falcons here at 66-1, and I'm pretty happy with that one. Uh, Brandon then grabbed the Broncos at number 24, another 66-1 to team. Uh, I think this team needs a quarterback. I don't think Drew Locke's the answer, but they definitely have the talent. You know, why not? You know, If Von Miller can come back, get that defense back to where they were before he got hurt, maybe they can make some noise. Again, we're picking here late, so it's hard to, uh, hard to fault any picks here, really. So we're going to take a quick break and then uh, be right back to break down the rest of this draft. Welcome back. We move on to wrap up the last two rounds of this draft. Sorry, I just needed to take a little break there. I'm not used to rambling that much. Uh, usually I take do five-minute clips. Uh, got close to eight minutes there. Just I'll get better at it as I, as I get this podcast thing down. But anyway, uh, the second uh, penultimate round here, uh, Brandon grabbed the Giants at 66-1 to at number 25. Uh, again, at their, their odds there at 66-1, to There's there was obviously some other teams I talked about that I like better at those odds. Uh, not crazy about the Giants, but again, you're picking at number 25, so what else are you supposed to do? I I then grabbed the Panthers at number 26. They are a potential Deshaun Watson uh, destination in the same division as the Falcons with the, you know, as I discussed before, that division may be up for grabs. Probably not with the Bucks as much as the Saints to me. I think the Saints take a step down, obviously, with Drew Brees retiring. Tom Brady's got to get old eventually, man, and but that Bucks roster is still so loaded, and he's still Tom Brady, so it's hard to see him completely falling off a cliff. But there's got to be some regression, you know, going from, what, 43 to 44. You, there has to be somewhat of a step back. Maybe it's enough for one of these outside teams, uh, the Panthers or the Falcons, who I both have, to, to take a step up. We'll see. Uh, Joe Sr. then grabbed the Texans at number 27, 80 to 1. Again, you're picking 27. We're down to these really bad teams, so you're going to have to take some uh some some swings here uh joe jr then grabbed the eagles at 50 to 1 at number 28 not crazy about their chances next year i think they'll be a lot of fun to watch with jalen hurts but i don't think that their prospects of actually winning a lot of football games are, are very good next year uh joe jr then grabbed the lions at 80 to 1 uh on at the top of the final round uh again jared Goff, does he find something there Maybe. I don't see it because, especially him being a play-action quarterback, the Lions have no run game. I don't think it's going to be a good fit there, but you never know. It's, you know, you're picking – this is the last round. So it's the worst four – essentially the worst four teams in the league. You're, you're just throwing something at the wall and saying, hey, and these are the picks that maybe if they cash, you're, you're sitting pretty. So 
Joe Sr. then grabbed the Bengals at number 30 at 80-1. to 1. You never know. Joe Burrow comes back. I can't see him being ready for the start of the season, but we've seen crazier things. He got hurt in the middle of the season. Was it week 9, week 10? Tough to see him coming back from that and being ready to start the season. So, But again, you're picking at number 30. Uh, I then grabbed the Jets. Um, I had a choice between the Jets and the Jags. Uh, the Jets at 80-1 to 1 and the Jags at 100-1. to 1. I chose the Jets uh, just because, again, you never know. If they land Deshaun Watson, what could happen? So went with that over the uh, Trevor Lawrence-led Jaguars, who uh, my cousin Brandon grabbed to wrap up our draft at 32. And they pay 100 to 1. So, hey, three grand. That's the biggest payout. Why not go for it? Maybe I should have taken them instead of the Jets. Who knows? But I, I like my chance. It's still not a bad payout if the Jets win either at, what, 2,400? So I'd take that too. But more than likely, it's going to be one of these teams inside of 30, the one that wins. Uh and then again, with that being said, the Bucks last year were probably 50, 60 to 1 at this time last year. So you never know. If a team grabs a quarterback, that, that's why I grab teams like the Bears, teams like the Colts. Like if they add that piece, they're definitely in the mix. Uh, so to recap, I ended up with the Colts, the Ravens, the Browns, the Steelers, the Jets, the Bears, the Falcons, and the Panthers. You could say, "Oh, I don't think you got that marquee team." I think the pan- uh, excuse me, I think the Ravens are that marquee team. They they are that top five contender to me. And then I got some great long shots uh, with great odds again with the Colts, my first pick, and I think with the Browns too and the Steelers. Honestly, both of those teams could easily find themselves in the Super Bowl next year at twenty five and thirty to one respectively. I'm going to take odds like that, and then the Falcons sixty six to one. Again, not a great season last year, but they lost a lot of games they could have won. They gave a lot of games away in the fourth quarter. If they could just stop doing that, they're going to be a playoff team. And then you're in the playoffs at 66 to 1. You definitely got some hedge possibilities there. That's another thing I didn't never mention yet. Hedging with this is going to be a lot of fun because you're sitting there getting a team at three times its odds. If you're, you know, you definitely have some hedging uh, potential there. So it should be a fun game. Oh, we're going to do it again, actually. Uh, and we're going to record it for the podcast. Uh, my buddy Jesse and I are going to do a two-man draft in this same style, uh, paying 10 to 1 on the uh, on each team's Super Bowl odds. So I'm going to try to make sure I get some different teams so I don't <laughs> screw myself and lose both of these games. But that's going to do it for this podcast. Like I said, we will be back uh, possibly sometimes th- this week uh, to record that pod with Jesse. It'll be our first podcast with a guest, so that should be a lot of fun. And then hopefully we will be back eventually. I keep plugging this like we're going to get back to it and we haven't yet because I keep thinking of different stuff to do, but eventually we're going to get to our AFC North uh, offseason breakdown and then break down the rest of the divisions that we haven't done. So uh, once we finish that, uh, probably end up close to the draft. We'll probably end up doing a mock draft and stuff like that. And I do want to break into some NBA at some point too, so we'll get to that too eventually, uh, as provided I don't come up with any more goofy games that I want to record. Uh, so that'll be it for this pod, and uh, we will see you guys later on in the week. TJ, host the zone. Yes, lock it up. Welcome to the second episode of the Jeff Hooks Podcast. Critically acclaimed, over half a dozen listens with our first episode. We're well on our way. In all seriousness, though, I, uh, I appreciate every single one of you for listening. I'm going to send you all this episode, too. Probably get the same number, but I really appreciate all the advice you gave. I'm going to try to work that into the second episode here, so we'll see what we can do. Uh, I didn't plan on doing another episode so soon, but I got called down to D.C. to get a COVID test so that I can work the inauguration next week and also happen to have to be at the arena at 10 a.m. Uh, the times didn't quite match up, left me 
two hours to kill in the car, so here I am, filming another episode. Had to wake up bright and early at 4.30 this morning. Uh, it's one of those things with me. I uh, I think I lived alone too long because every time I try to be quiet leaving my house, I always manage to make some unbelievable amount of noise as I'm putting my shoes on, leaving the house. I kick one of Evelyn's little toddler bowls she keeps her snacks in across the floor and I didn't know this about my legs, but apparently they generate the same amount of force walking as if like I ran up and kicked something because this thing took like four clattering bounces across the floor and then like an onside kick, that last bounce just popped up into the air and it made noise like a horse was running through our house. So honey, I apologize. I'm sure <laughs> that woke you up. But anyways, yeah, that was my morning uh, getting COVID tested. And now here I am waiting to go to work, filming a filming a podcast for you guys. Uh, I had a really neat idea. I wanted to go through every team, obviously not just in one podcast. I wanted to go through every team in the NFL and what their offseason might look like, what their weaknesses are, uh, what they could look to do to build a a winning team for next year. So we're going to go division by division, and I figured I'd start with the NFC East uh, because three of their teams' season is already over, and Washington, no offense, but your season is probably going to be over in – about 72 hours or so or whatever it is so yeah we're gonna start with the nfc east and kick it off with the team who finished in last place the philadelphia eagles head coach doug peterson for some reason still uh definitely think frank reich carried that team to super bowl peterson kind of just rides off the coattails of that win i think he should have been fired personally uh there are key free agents jalen mills jason peters boston scott vinnie curry uh roby coleman greg ward and duke riley and they are screwed with their cap situation uh they're 65 million dollars over the cap right now uh they could save a little bit of that if they cut djax and alshon jeffrey which they more than likely will so if they're going to build a better team they're going to have to do it through the draft uh, luckily for them they hold their own picks which are pretty high uh, they pick 6 37th and 69 the first three rounds so their needs right now to me and to pretty much everybody who watched them can see it's their secondary their secondary